0: Uh, through all of the, the happenings and through all the events and through all the travels. Uh, Proverbs says, The heart of man plans his way, but God establishes his steps. Right? But it just rarely, rarely goes the way you think that, that it will. Uh, it rarely does. If I can, um, in the time that we have, if I can just take 10 or 15 minutes, I want to encourage you about your plans. What are your plans? What are your plans? What are you you planning on doing? What what are you doing? So open your Bibles with me to, uh, to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. James chapter 4 beginning in verse 14. It says, It says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Let me encourage you, church, in your mission, um, in your planning, in your realm of influence, in your work, right? I want to say this to you right up front. God cares how we think about Him and how we speak. Are you, are you hearing me? God cares how we think about Him and how we Speak about our plans, in particularly, James here warns a person about about a certain kind of arrogance, about a certain kind of pride. This, this person who has no thought of God and, and wrong speech concerning his his plans. Right? James reminds us that that this life is like a it's like a little it's like a little mist, a little vapor. Right, a, a, a blade of grass that's just here for a moment and then it withers and what, and what happens to it? The, the wind just kind of blows it away. Hmm. We're here just for a little while and then we're gone. Here, here, uh, here the Scripture reminds us that God ultimately determines whether we live or whether we die or whether we do this or whether we do that or whether we go here or whether we go there or whether we breathe or whether we do anything, right? God gets to determine that. Now, now, in the text, he's not saying it's wrong to plan, right? It's not wrong to plan. In fact, the Scripture encourages us to plan. We make plans to praise be to God. I mean, you can't just go through life with no thought or, or no planning, can you, right? We can't just sit at home either and wait for our little mist, our little vapor to fizzle out, right? We, we've got a plan, Pastor Eric planned this message this morning. Uh, now I, I think uh, I think uh, um, uh, Harry over there is planned to, to speak tonight down there in Hamlet. I don't know if you I don't know if you're going to throw something together today or what, but but uh, no, he, he planned this message right. Some of you planned to be here today. Some of you may not have planned to be here today. Whatever. Some of you probably have already planned your week out today. Maybe maybe even planned your year out. I don't know. So what, so, what is the problem of James chapter 4? What kind of problem is he warning us about? I mean, why does, it, why does it matter how we view our life when making our plans? Why does it matter how we view God and how we speak about our plans? Well, are, are, you, are you ready for this? Here's the answer. The answer is, and I've already really told you, it, it, it matters because God cares. God cares how we think about our plans. God cares how we speak how, what, what we say. He cares for his own glory. Listen to me. And how his people think and speak about him. Thinking the wrong things about your life matters to God. Saying the wrong things about your plans matters to God. God created us, listen, not, not just to go places and to do things. Do you understand? He, did, he didn't just create us to, to, to go places and to do things. Uh, not, not, not to go to work and, and to simply make a profit, or even to go to a foreign country and to teach the Bible. Right? Even, even teach believers. Or even to go and feed hungry people. Or even hungry believers. But He created us to go places and to do things with certain attitudes and, and beliefs. And words that reflect a true view of our lives and a true view of who God is. God, listen, wants to be made known. So our beliefs and our words matter. They matter to God. This is the whole reason you're here. Did you hear me? I don't, I don't mean in this room. I mean here. The whole reason you exist you were created for this purpose. This is why God created us and saved us. We are a people created by God and for God. We exist solely for His good pleasure. So in your planning, listen, whatever, this week or today or this year or whatever, in your planning, let me just give you a couple of encouragements. Number one, number one, have a right view of your life. Look at verse 14. Have a right view of your life. Verse 14. Uh, You you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Have a right view of your life. In other words, we could say it this way You have no firm substance in this world. You hear me? You have no firm substance in this world. Keep this in mind. I, I think he's encouraging us. Your life is fragile you have no lasting durability here in this life your time is short one day soon your life here will be over this is this is the encouragement there this is this is the the thought that he's telling us to keep this in mind it's gone this is this is your life this is the way he describes our life it's it's here today and it's gone tomorrow now let me ask you this does that thought affect the way you make your plans. Does it affect the way you think? Does it affect the way you speak? To know that your life is a vapor. Know that your life is just fleeting. It's here for a moment. It should. (laughs) It should affect the way we think, the way we live, the way we plan. We don't know about tomorrow, do we? You only have this moment. Tomorrow is a mystery to us. (laughs) We can only live each moment as, as if it's our last. One day our little mist of a life will be gone and all our plans with it. There's a second thing I want you to keep in mind here, the second thought there to keep in mind. First of all, uh, have a right view of your, of your own life. But secondly, have a right view of God. I have a right view of God. Look at verse 15. Verse 15 says, says this. It says, it says, Instead, you ought to say, you hear that speech, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Listen to that. If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. When we make our plans, when we plot our future, keep this in mind and keep this on our lips, he says. It only, it, it, listen, it, it not only matters that you have a right view of your own life as a mist, but that you think of God rightly, rightly. And what is this right view of God? He says, instead say, if the Lord wills, we will live. If the Lord wills, we will do this or that. He, he's teaching us, listen, that the duration of your life, it, your, the duration of your life is in the hands of, all, our, our, of our almighty God, your, your life and your death are in His hands. Ponder that. Think about it for a moment. <laughs> Does that affect your plans? God governs how long we live. God is in control of life and death. Only God knows and has ordered the days of our short, mist-like life. If the Lord wills, we will live, He says. Only if the Lord wills, we will live. Listen, if this is a true view of life and God, then it should shape uh, then our, our, our speaking, what comes out of our mouth. The words that come out of our mouth reveal what we believe and what we think. What did Jesus say? Out of the overflow what, of the heart, the mouth speaks, He says. In Acts chapter 18 verse 21, it was the Apostle Paul who left Ephesus and he said, I will return to you again if the Lord wills. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 19, he says, I will come to you soon, if the Lord wills. You hear that? See, everywhere Paul went, he, he didn't know if the next town was going to be his burial place. He didn't know. So, so, he, so he prayed and, 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 he, and he said these things because the words that came out of his mouth were important. It revealed a proper view of his own life and, and, and revealed a proper view of who God is. God was in control of Paul's life. And by the way, He's in control of your life. And my life, Mm. his life and death was in the hands of God, and so were our lives. And I think this is James' point. God means, I think, for that truth to shape our attitudes and our mindset and our words. He means for that truth to be spoken about. For it to be a regular part of our conversation. Uh, with others, certainly, and, 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 and certainly in our, in our realms of influence and in the places that we go and the plans that we make, that those words need to be regular on our lips. <laughs> God intends for a true view of Him to be talked about, to be cherished, to be believed, to be embraced and celebrated. He says, instead you ought to say, right? That's your speaking, what comes out of your mouth. I like David Livingston. David Livingston, a doctor and missionary in, in Africa, and, and and um he he had this kind of view of God. Here's what he said: he says, I am immortal until God takes me. Think about it for a moment. I am immortal until God takes me. This this view of God affected where he went and what he did and what he said, right? I think it's hard. It, it, I think it is hard. It, it is hard for self-willed, self-determined Americans to get this in our thinking. We we, we are we are and we have this Declaration of Independence, right? We we have this idea that we we are the determiners of our own destiny. And I think it's hard for us. Many think that they are determiners of their own destiny, but listen. The Scripture tells us otherwise. And I'm going to say this to you, and I've said this to you in so many ways over the years, but listen, if God wants you dead, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, let me say, and let me say this to you too. If God wants you alive, yes. what can they do? Do yes. right. Do you understand? And that's not a license to be foolish with your life and to live however you want to. And that doesn't negate all the means by which God has given us to be to protect our families or our children. Right? I mean, I have a door, I have a lock on my truck. I, I lock the door on my truck. You know, we have a lock on our on our house. I lock, I lock, I, I turn the, uh, you know, the lock at night. You know, those, those kinds of things. But listen, ultimately, Christians, believers, listen to me. God holds our lives and our deaths in His hands. Something for you to ponder. If the Lord wills, we will live. But he says the second thing here. Let me finish up. If the Lord wills, we will do this or that. Think about that. Even our activities and our accomplishments are in His hands. Not Washington, D.C. Listen. Even our activities and our accomplishments in our hands. Listen, if you want want to teach your children about success in life here in America, get their noses out of a ballot box and put them in the Bible. Put them in the Bible. This is where our success lies. In the Creator of the universe. Christ Himself. Christ Himself. Mm. God God governs what we accomplish. Not only are our lives in His hands, but our accomplishments are as well. If the Lord wills, we will do this or that. If the Lord wills, we'll go here or go there. If He does not will it, we won't do this or that. (laughs) We won't go here or there. Right? God will determine that. All our successes are in His good hands. All our plannings are in His powerful and capable hands. Oftentimes, I had no plans for that. God establishes His steps. Mm-hmm. There's one last thing, and I know where time is, is gone. I keep saying this. You know, a preacher says that. Yeah. Anyway, there, there is it. I promise I'm going to finish. There's, there's a deeper problem for this man in James 4. Do you see it? Do you see it there in James 4? There's a deeper problem for him than just incomplete speech and bad theology. There's a deeper problem. What does it say? It says, "...all such boasting what is evil..." He says it's sinful, he says. When we live with a wrong view of life and God, when we make our plans with no thought of God, uh, no attitudes that reflect our temporary nature, and no speech that reflects God's sovereignty, we are living as practical atheists. We are living as if God doesn't exist. He is saying, he's saying that it's evil to think that we are in control of our own lives and our own successes. This, this is evil, he says. It's prideful. It is, it is the idolatrous worship of self, he says. It's arrogant. It's arrogant not to believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that ultimately God governs our lives and our successes. If the Lord wills, you will live and do this or that you understand and so listen in conclusion <laughs> we were created as image bearers my friends we we, we have a, an ability to think and to reason and communicate through complex languages you know, but it's a, it's amazing uh, listen whether you speak seven languages or one language you you were created to make God known yes to think certain thoughts and to have certain attitudes and, and, and to speak of those thoughts of God in order that the world will know the truth about Him. Right? Listen, God isn't a mist. He, he's not a vapor that's here today and gone tomorrow. And, and, and He sent His Son, His only begotten Son into the world that through the little mist or little vapor of His life, right? We might have life that is more than a mist, that is more than a vapor. We might have, He called it, abundant life, that is is life that is substantial, that is built on something meant to last, eternal life. (laughs) And that we might speak of this saving God to our children and to our neighbors and those in Ashborough and those in Hamlet and those in Randleman and wherever else you guys are from, right? So so that they may hear of this glorious, life-giving God and that they too might live and speak for more than themselves in the temporary pleasures of this world. That they might know and love Jesus Christ, the One who holds our future in His good hands, it matters how you think. It matters how you live. It matters how you speak about your life and about our life-giving God, Jesus Christ. So listen, in, your, in the making of your plans, oh, don't exclude our God. It matters. It matters. Father, thank You for this little encouragement from James chapter 4. Thank You for the privilege we have of going and speaking about You. God, I pray that in all of our planning we might remember these truths, Lord. That our life is a vapor and that, Lord, if You will, we will live and do this or that all to Your glory, God. May You help us to think rightly, to act rightly, to speak rightly in a way that reveals who You are in a way that reveals, Lord, your true nature, your true character, as our sovereign, as our Lord, our God, our Savior. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.